Uh, Julie okay. Slater here from 88.5 FM in Los Angeles with Julian Lennon. I did notice someone called you Jules. I mean, we share a similar name, Julie, Julian. Do people call you Jules? Because I find people who want to advance a relationship with me call me Jules, like strangers. They're like, Jules, what's up? Yeah. Well, no, I, I go by Jules for the most part. It's, yeah. it's, it's only the rare, very close few that actually call me Julian. Oh, um, funny. <laughs> um, kind of reminds me of my mother, actually, because, you know, she would always say Julian when she was being serious. Yeah, when and you got I in was, trouble. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. So, yeah. No, Jules, Jules is just fine. Yeah, I'm happy with Jules. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's funny. I have a, a couple of things. Uh, when I was growing up, I'm from Detroit, but I lived in Florida and I totally went to your, was it, Vol how do you pronounce it? Volat? Volat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, I went to the show and I'm pretty sure in a box in my concert t-shirts from the past, I have a Julian Lennon Volat t-shirt and I totally wow. have your vinyl. <laughs> wow. Well, that's okay. Thumbs up from me. That's, that's, that's all pretty right. awesome, right? I um, think so, yeah. <laughs> And then the other thing I thought was funny when I was reading some press for you on the new album, yeah. Jude, when I was growing up, my parents used to play the song, Julie, Do You Love Me? It was Bobby Sherman. And I would run out of the house because I hated it. And I was uh, reading that, Hey Jude, a song about you. You had yes. so much mixed feelings about it. I mean, people yeah. must've played it all the time when you were around. Well, I mean, it was on all the time, everywhere. Well, no, I think it, it's uh, that's not so bad. It's just when um, uh, people from around the world decide whether they know you or not, uh, decide to send you, you know, uh, um, no disrespect here, but the Filipino three-year-old playing some kind of stringed instrument trying to sing Hey Jude. Um, when you've had about 50 of those uh, in a month, you, you kind of tend to block pretty much everybody in your life. Uh, so I can't do my want... version of it right now. No, <laughs> and you never, never want to hear it again, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. It, it, I was just going to... No, go yeah, ahead. go on. No, 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 go. No, after you, please. I was going to say, so your feelings about that, It's as soon as I read that you named your new album Jude, I was like, wow. I mean, there's a lot that's going on. I feel like a big transformation for you all yeah. around. Uh, could you explain just, you know, well, your I kinda, thought I process went, of it? I went for the jugular a little bit <laughs> on this uh, by saying, listen, if I'm calling this Jude, what, what are you going to ask me now? You know, it's uh, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. um, so the... <laughs> But the idea very much, you know, came about from, uh, uh, you know, the album came to came together very weirdly and mysteriously because I wasn't intending on doing an album. Um, so it came together in a very, very unique and weird and long-winded way. Um, and it, it was initially about um, saving songs that I found in boxes uh, from 30 years ago up until now. I mean, there are some new, newly written songs in there too. but. Um, the, the process was long and it was about cleaning up a collection of songs, uh, potentially to release as a single or an EP, never an album. Because uh, I I was kind of over the album thing. I felt I'd been in the business for 30 years. And anyway, during the whole process of this, of course, comes along a thing called the pandemic and then also lockdown. 
which, you know, just gave you some extra time. <laughs> added, well, yeah, for, well, there was no, there, there was no schedule. There was no time frame on this, you know, uh, but it certainly added some drama to, uh, to, uh, you, you know, the, the, I mean, there wasn't a plan in putting it together uh, or, or a time frame because it was just, well, I was going to get some songs, you know, f finished up and cleaned up and done. I mean, the, the, the tracks that we found, the first song was Every Little Moment. I recorded that in my home studio, uh, which was a bungalow in L.A. in the hills over 30 years ago. And wow. we we found the tapes and... Um, we thought they may have been ruined, but there's a process that you can put the tapes through called baking. Oh, where yeah. They save. It, it saves any audio. And we were really, really surprised to find that 90% of the audio was there on boxes. And I mean boxes of different kinds of tape format. From the old reel-to-reel, -reel, we found my original uh, demo for The Lot and for Too Late for Goodbyes, uh, stuff like that all the way through to songs like Every Little Moment, which is the first track we worked on, which, um, which uh, you know, was, was a song I still loved, but it, it, it just didn't have a home back then. It, it didn't feel right on an album uh, or a, a musical project back then. So, it, you know, it just got put in a box that maybe one day it'll say hello again. And lo and behold, we we found each other again and so it was just going through this whole process but also because of lockdown and because of all this going on it was really uh, like a time of, uh, 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 of of digging deep inside a little bit because you know i was hearing all this it was very nostalgic i was hearing a lot of these old tunes of course some when i first got into the business uh well uh, even just songwriting you know, to now and then, you know, with lockdown, which was severe here, you know, um, it, it, I, I got into a place where it was all about, uh, you know, asking myself, well, what am I doing? Who am I? What am I doing in life? You know, what is my, what, what is my purpose? What, am I happy? You know, uh, am I sad? If I'm sad, why am I sad? And what can I do to change that? So, I was going through this whole process of growth, uh, uh, hopefully, um, from from the beginning of this journey, but obviously uh, uh, compressed by uh, the idea of you know the the whole lockdown process because uh, it was a very weird and lonely time. That you know it was just it was otherworldly uh, uh, being uh, being in that position, and um, so. You know, part and parcel, uh, you know, this album was a process that I never expected. I wasn't expecting to do it. Uh, yeah, I thought, well, if I fix these songs up, maybe I'll release them as singles or EPs, you know, and that's enough because then there's none of that pressure that comes with the album. Uh, and uh, my experiences before of having the album shelved after one single didn't work, you know, that kind of. Uh, so for me, the, the idea of, you know, digital platforms and the way things were going were kind of like more user-friendly uh, uh, from my perspective anyway. Um, it was only one man, a guy called uh, Hartwig Masush, who's the boss of uh, BMG, the label BMG out of, uh, out of uh, 
uh, Berlin that had reached, uh, had spoken to two different friends on different sides of the planet, one in America, one in Russia. And he said to both of them, I have no idea how my name came up, but he said, if Jules ever wants to do an album again, make sure he talks to me first. And I just thought that was rather peculiar, you know, <laughs> I, but just from two different sides of the world over a period of six months or a year. Anyway, I was working with Leica cameras who are also based in Berlin. So I decided, and I, I was going to an event. So I thought, I remember that guy Hartwig. And I, I just started the process of going through the, the material. And I said, so I found him on social media. I didn't have any of his details. And I, I just messaged him and said, uh, hi, it's Jules here. Um, I'm going to an event tomorrow in Berlin for Leica cameras. Uh, time for lunch. Uh, so I didn't expect a response. Um, but lo and behold, later that day, uh, I said, yes, love to. And so I, I got a little nervous, but uh, I went, OK, all right, well, let's see what happens. So we had, we met for lunch, lovely guy. I liked him a lot. He also plays guitar, that helped. Um, but he was real passionate about music and the history of music and, the, uh, 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 and where it all came from. Uh, he was quite special in his, uh, his, his, uh, his thinking, um, but he, he'd always loved what I'd done. And he just felt that I'd never really got a, a fair shake and really, wasn't really supported the way I could have been in the past, especially by a label. And and I appreciated that. And he said, listen, you know, the other thing that I'll, I'll add to this is that if we do do some work together, what I would try and do is get all of your previous work under one roof and then have it revert back to you. And I'm going, because at the moment I can never own any of my earlier work, which is the most insane thing. You know, it's cruelty as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. um, um, you know, and that still happens to uh, uh, people, which is shocking. Um, aside from that, you know, uh, I, I just said, well, you know, I, I just want to do singles and EPs. I think that's all that's... Uh, he said, no, but you, you really should do a record. <laughs> I'm going, oh, God, aren't we? Um, so uh, about six months later, maybe a little longer, I played him five or six tracks, rough mixes of, I, you know, and he flipped for it. And I went, I was. I said, "Really?" He said, "No, Jules. This is the. This is album stuff. This is album." I'm going. Well, I'm. I'm not hearing it just yet. So another six months or whatever goes by, and then eventually I have about eight, nine, ten songs, and uh, he listens again. And says, "Look, it's an album, Jules." And and uh, I, I still didn't agree with him until I put them in a, a particular sequence, and then I listened to it and I went, "Actually, it's." It's a good album. Uh, this is, and, and it's you know it's it's a culmination of thirty years plus of work, um, and there's uh, you know I mean the subject matter is pretty much identical throughout the years, which is the weird one. It's all searching and looking inside, uh, either on a personal level or globally about finding answers. Um, I, I, what shocked me was that. Uh, we're still asking the same questions as, as we were 30 years ago. Um, right. And uh, so, you know, it, for me, it was, it was about uh, a coming of age, uh, really, with the title Jude uh, and with the, the lyrics that 
Paul had written, and it was about taking the weight off my shoulders and finding love. And that all became part and parcel of the bigger uh, picture. Um, also, of course, having just had the whole Get Back film come out as well, which Sean and I went to see. Um, you know, I'd fallen in love with the Beatles again and fallen in love with Dad again, seeing the camaraderie, the, the wit, the humour, the sarcasm, the goofiness, uh, the talent, you know, uh, uh, the list goes on. And, I mean, it's uh, really beautiful to hear that, you know, you having like a healing on a lot of stuff from your life, but it's, you know, the the universe works in magical ways and how you've uncovered all these songs that also brought back your past and bumping into people so. who were pushing you to do it. I love stuff like that. Yeah, me, me too. I, I, I'm organically driven. Uh, uh, that's the only way it works for me. Um, and um, I mean, the other thing was uh, that I've recently mentioned was that yeah, you know, one thing that bothered me a great deal was that my my name in my passport was John Charles Julian Lennon, and so, excuse me, whenever, you know, I would travel anywhere, whether it's you know go through airports or security or this that, yeah, you know, it was people would just see John Lennon, and they wouldn't always recognize me either. And the comments, some were flippant, some were sarcastic, some were you know, and after thirty, forty years, if not more, of that. Uh, it's draining, to say the least, of being other people's John. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've been going through this whole process uh, uh, of change and growth uh, and finding balance and focus and purpose and uh, finding, trying to find that level of happiness within, whether I'm alone or not. You know, it's that, that, that core happiness. And, and uh, I felt being me was an important part of that. So in 2020, by deed poll, I, I still respected my parents' wishes in, in regards to the name, it was, you know, John Charles, which was my grandfather, Julian Lennon. Um, and I just switched John and Julian around so that finally I was Julian Charles, John Lennon, but Julian would be seen for, and when I did that, I can't tell you the weird release I had, uh, just becoming Julian, you know, because yeah. finally I was, Finally, I was me. Finally, mm. um, and that was huge. That was huge for me uh, because I'd always been him, but never seen as him before. Uh, so this is why you know being Julian, being Jules, being Jude, just made absolute sense to me because it was a coming of age, and it was a point, like getting to that point again, where you know calling this album Jules. What are you going to say to me anymore? There's nothing you can say to me anymore. It's going to, it's just, I am who I am. It's part of my heritage. Uh, I love the history of it, believe it or not. Um, and, uh, you know, I just felt that was part of the, 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 the album, the material on the album was certainly part of that growing and part of that learning process and, and felt, it just felt appropriate. Uh, and because it wasn't a contrived, uh, album as such, you know, it wasn't like I'm going to have songs from 30, 40, 50, you know, however yeah. many years, and I'm going to put them together. It was ne it wasn't like that. It was never, you know, it was never initiated in that manner. So it was, uh, it was very, very unique and strange and weird, and is its own story how the whole project came together. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm, you know, as all artists say, we're very proud of my work. Um, 
Uh, and I am. I think some of the songs are some of the best I've, uh, I've ever written or produced. So uh, I'm happy for that. I'm also happy that I'm rebuilding my studio because I've I've got about another hundred tapes uh, oh in those gosh. boxes, uh, at least. Uh, to, You're to gonna work be busy. <laughs> That's without even trying to write new, you know. Or, yeah. So, I, and I look forward to that process, but because. Hopefully there won't be a pandemic. Hopefully things will be working okay in the studio. And I want to breathe, you know, I mean, part of the whole process of the album is that there was room to breathe. And that was fortunate for me because, uh, 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 again, that was a necessity for me to get back into music again because for, it has always in the past to some degree been associated with with great pressure, uh, extreme pressure, uh, on so many levels. So for me, this was this was a unique album. It was done in a different way, even though others had been, you know, previous like Photograph Smile and Everything Changes. I'd had the freedom to do things in my own time. But this was a unique, really different circumstance and, and has come at a time where I'm feeling great change in life. I'm feeling uh, that balance, that, uh, that focus, that uh, level of, uh, of inner peace, I guess. Um, Will you do a tour for the album? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I I do love getting up and singing. Uh, I don't want to do the the schlep. I, I'm not interested in that. I've talked uh, with Rebecca, my manager, about uh, the idea. I always had this idea that if I went on the road again, the the tour would be tied into the White Feather Foundation, so that every location that we play or every city that we play we would find the worst problems in trying to help those during the process, you know. Uh, Do you uh, want to talk or, about or, the foundation really quickly? Like what your um, goals were? Well, I mean, the foundation is is ongoing. It will live longer than I will, most likely. And we just, you know, the White Feather Foundation is something I brought together in 2007 because um, uh, what I was I was given a white feather from an indigenous tribe in fact, the oldest uh, culture, uh, indigenous culture in, in the world, uh, based out of uh, Australia. And they handed, the, the female en, uh, elder, Iris, handed me a white feather. And dad had said to me years before that, you know, if something ever happened to him, uh, that uh, to let me know that he would be all right, uh, that we would all be all right in the end, uh, would be in the form of a white feather. Oh so God. when I... So when I was handed the white feather, I got goosebumps and I went, okay, well, uh, that's, I'm sorry, that's undeniable to me, undeniable. Yeah. So it was about stepping up to the plate because they had said to me, uh, Jules, you have a voice, can you help us? And they'd been through all kinds of crap, uh, excuse my French, during their, their, their lifetime, uh, especially in modern days, as have indigenous tribes around the world. So first thing I did was start to make a documentary about them and 80 other cultures, uh, tribes around the world, indigenous tribes. Um, and I thought, well, okay, if, if we won eight international best film awards independent. And I said, if this makes any money, I wanted to go back to, back to them, keep their culture alive, um, et cetera. Uh, the only way to do that legally was to start a foundation. Mm -hmm. So initially, in, initially it was just a vehicle to get money to the tribes. But slowly but surely, you know, I started getting a lot of emails and letters going, 
can you help us? Can you help us? And I'm going, um, I'm not really a fan. Anyway, after quite a few years, I started thinking, well, listen, I may be in a position to do more than uh, uh, that I initially thought. So I thought, what do I really care about? Well, first and foremost, indigenous tribes, their culture, their land. I want to be able to protect them. That's what that was all about. Uh, conservation of life, shape and form. Health and education was a biggie to me because, you know, we need to be healthy and we need to know what we're up to and what we're up against and what we're doing. And, uh, and ignorance is not bliss. Uh, it is, but it isn't. Um, and so... Uh, and clean water is the other thing. Uh, that's still as important now as it ever was, um, regardless of how many people are involved. Uh, my wish uh, at some point is is to start an alliance where, where you know, if people are involved in clean water, that we come together and hold hands on this, on 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 on, on being able to do bigger and better. Um, same goes for everything that we care about. Um, so I, I think very much that White Feather, though, is, uh, you know, we've only been funded by, by uh, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, friends and family, uh, literally, and fans have, have donated over the years. And that's how we've survived. That's how we've done the work that we're doing. So, you know, I, I have to say thanks to uh, your everyday man and woman out there who are donating helping because they are part of the White Feather Foundation. They really are. And we tend to, the last thing about it is that a lot of the big uh, charities that are sponsored heavily, you know, a lot of the, uh, the the smaller problems tend to slip through the cracks, you know, smaller communities, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So White Feather has generally been there not to pick up the leftovers, but certainly where people have been lost and uh, left without a voice and with no support, uh, we've tended to fit in that bracket of trying to help those, you know, that are just not seen and not heard in any capacity. And uh, we've been doing, you know, thankfully, uh, due to the public, been doing a, a, a pretty darn good job. And uh, we'll, we'll just keep on doing it, you know. Um, and the one last thing I'll say is that everything that I do, whether that's film work, uh, photography, uh, children's books, books, um, uh, music, all of that. The, there's a good, uh, uh, a generous proportion that comes out of what I make and goes straight back into the White Feather Foundation just to keep that going, keep it alive and keep helping uh, where, where and when we can. And that's, uh, that's great. So well, that's I do hope that you... Uh take it on the road and you do some shows and you come to Los well, Angeles. I yeah, I didn't finish it. What, yeah. what I was going to say is that the best show I ever did was in at a festival in Hong Kong with the Hong Kong Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh. And it was the best show in my life. That's where I got goosebumps. So if I'm going to do this, it'll be with a partial or full orchestra, no question mm -hmm. about it. And it would be... Maybe a Hollywood a Bowl? Maybe a Hollywood Bowl show? Uh, yeah, kind of limited engagement, that kind of thing is what I would try to do you know so we'll see we'll see yeah. it's it's okay. it's on the table it's on the table but awesome. uh uh it, it, yeah we'll see well it's been great chatting with you uh jude comes out i believe september 9th uh julie and, and, and jules yes and the, and, and the vinyl on september 10th which is my mum's birthday keep oh, it in the family that's great 
Well, thank you so much for chatting with 88.5 FM. Uh, where are you living right now? Are you in Berlin? No. Okay. Or in LA? <laughs> no, no. You kept talking no, about no, Berlin. No, no, no. no. Are you no, in LA? No, I, I, I've lived in Monaco, believe it or not, for about oh, really? 25 years. Yeah, oh. Yeah. It's, it's nice. just my sense. It's a central base that works for me worldwide because uh, I'm mostly, you know, in reality, whether, again, it's documentary or White Feather Foundation photography or music. I'm, I'm always, I'm a nomad, really. At the end of the day, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I keep on moving. So, uh, and I'm happy to do that. I like, I like life in that way. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'll be out that, I'll be out your way pretty soon. Okay, awesome. Well, looking forward to seeing you. Thank you, Jules, for chatting with me. Thank you, and, Jules. Uh, and, uh, have a great rest of your afternoon. And we'll Thank look forward you. to the album coming out and uh, seeing you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers, Julie. Thank you.